Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. Hello and welcome to the IAB UK Connected podcast. From the IAB, I'm James Chandler, back with another episode in our Connected series, which turns over the mic to our members to get their take on the new initiatives, trends and behaviours that are being born out of the coronavirus lockdown. Of course, this tweaked podcast format is part of a much bigger initiative at the IAB that we've set up in response to the digital advertising industry locking down and working from home. IAB UK Connected houses all of the very best initiatives from our members, thought pieces and a whole schedule of practical digital learning modules. Find it all at iabuk.com forward slash connected. In today's episode, I chat to Sam Field, who is head of creative technology for EMEA at Riot, the creative arm of Verizon Media. It's a fascinating 20 minutes talking about emerging technology, the future of physical events and how they could all have a digital twin, and a closer look into what 5G is actually enabling. But I started by asking Sam how emerging technology has changed things in the weeks since lockdown. The trends that we were seeing and predicting anyway that were happening over the next you know, two years or, or, or more are being condensed into the first half of this year. Mm. Um, you know, we were we were always talking about how, you know, the advent of 5G and, and lower latency and higher throughput and more connected devices is already driving change and will enable more technology. Um, but actually, you know, if you think about the change in connectivity, the change in consumer behavior as you move through, you know, millennials into Gen Z, um, you know, digital natives, this is all second nature. But 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 what's interesting is that those audiences already demand that their their brand interactions, their digital interactions, their experiences are seamless, innovative, enhance their real world. All the things we're now seeing as being really, really important for the content that's being created within a COVID-19 setting. So actually, I think, I think a lot of the kind of virtualization of events and, and, and is really interesting that these are trends that were happening anyway, but are just being squeezed. Um, well, let, well, let's talk about events. I mean, the high-profile ones from our point of view, things like Abweek Europe has moved, can, um, not happening at all. So places where physically people would have come together, would have stood on stages, all, all that kind of thing, we can't do at the moment. Um, is uh, our technologies, you think about things like um, AR, VR, are they sort of stepping into the void, as you say, being accelerated with how people are using them right now, almost as like a, a substitute for doing something physical? Yeah, I think I think if you if you look at the big shift is into immersive technologies, game engines, all of these technologies were fairly high on the list of a lot of industries. You think about fashion, you think about music, they were near the top, but they weren't at the top. And all of a sudden now they're they're, they're catapulted to being right, you know, front and center. Um, so I think you we can, as always, take a lot of learnings from from gaming and, and gamers, you know, that if you think about things like Second Life that were happening a long yeah. time ago, and, mm. and you know, that's now becoming what, what people are calling the metaverse and or the multiverse and, you know, worlds within worlds digitally. So we've seen um, huge increases of things like Animal Crossing has become the kind of uh, unsung hero of, of COVID-19. And mm. there's on Nintendo Twitch and it's a, a real time uh, experience where, you can create islands and you know grow vegetation and hang out with your friends and it's kind of come at a time where people want a bit of escapism um they want to you know slow the pace of life if they're having sort of either stressful kind of constant zoom calls or or, or they've been furloughed 
And we started to see kind of lots of brands playing quite well in that space. Mm. Um, Animal Crossing, I mean, they've already had their own chat show um, within that space with some great talent in there. And it's already kind of, one, you know, within the kind of top 10 most streamed um, content on, on Twitch. Uh, Mark Jacobs and Valentino have released clothing lines in um, Animal Crossing within the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, everybody obviously saw the big Travis Scott Fortnite um, performance, yeah. uh, pre-recorded performance, you know, 28 million people engaging yeah, yeah. with that over that weekend in, in, you know, almost 50 million sessions. So, you know, what we were previously seeing is kind of, you know, I think a lot of industries saw it as, oh, well, that's just for gamers. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really, really coming into the main now. Uh, Minecraft have, have also hosted various... Uh, festivals, they're block by block west that had Massive Attack and Very Idols nice. and Pussy Riot and Charlie XCX were doing stuff in Square Garden and there and again really really interesting to see and I think the learnings from that will be you know, using game, en- oh, game engines are really powering lots of mm. movie productions, adverts it's integrated in- into our studio in London, our new 5G studio we are integrated with Unreal Engine which powers Fortnite um, so there's going to be some really interesting opportunities to create virtualized events in game engines, but avail- available to you know, not just gamers, but, but but on mobile web or in VR or, or whatever other platform. Um, I, I, I love the 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 point. Well, the, the point the 28 million on Fortnite, I mean, is is staggering anyway. But do you think there's an access thing going on here as well? I mean, if you think, does anybody think about something like fashion, which you touched on? I mean, these are very exclusive events to sort of kind of be a part of it. And of course, that there would be an accompanying live stream or you can watch bits of it back. But suddenly access has kind of exploded and anyone, can, you know, through the fact of using these technologies, it sort of means anyone can get involved just through doing yeah. this very podcast means we're getting guests who typically it would be very hard to get to a studio on Long Acre in London. But technology has meant we can kind of get anyone and do it anywhere we want. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it will change how how we invite guests, how we interact with guests. I think we're not limited to location anymore. That yeah. said, I think every every major event over the next two or three years will need to have a digital twin of some mm. description of that event, whether that's you know a fully immersive experience or just purely creating a podcast version of it or a Zoom version yeah. of it. You know, we're talking about you know big global events here they can't just carry on postponing events or canceling events. They need to have a, a, a digital twin, as I say, um, or a virtual ticketed version of it. And, and, you know, I think the music industry is crying out for that for sure. Um, the other thing is you, you talk about access, you know, VR you know, is, is growing in, in, in take up. You think things like oh, the Oculus quest as being something that yeah. is, is, you know, they, they can't sell them quickly enough. They can't make them quickly enough. Um, so I think, People are getting a bit more savvy about how to use those platforms. Um, how 5G Labs did an event yesterday in Alt Space, which is a VR experience, um, where they had various guests talking about the virtualization of events within a virtual environment. Uh, we're working with London College of Fashion to deliver a virtual fashion show in July. Nice. Um, that will be hosted in a VR platform and then streamed out as video. So you can come and experience it as an immersive platform, or you can just view it um, and there'll be shoulder content. So I can't talk too much more about, about that, but it's, but it's really interesting to see how that industry will, will pivot towards yeah. digitization of fashion because, you know, that in you know, the fashion industry is, is a hugely um, polluting industry. It, it, it's, you know, the, the, do they really need, does H&M really need to be 
to going in and, and showing at uh, Paris Fashion Week when you know going up against you know Gucci and so on. So it, it doesn't feel quite right for the mm. audience that they're trying to reach. So that whole industry will be turned on its head. Uh, but there are great opportunities for them to to, to use in, in VR, in AR, in in game engine technology, and and, and so on. Um, I remember talking about back in my mobile days agency side, very early days in terms of AR. We were we were talking about technologies like Blipper, for example, when it was very very early early on. You had to download an app to get the experience. There was a real um, there was a real novelty about it at the start. So, you know, you could get recipes for Marmite by blipping a uh, you know a, a, a thing of Marmite. Is there still? Or, 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 let me put it differently. What do you think are some of the barriers with things like uh, with things like VR? It, it's not purely the kit because the kit is there and the kit is very sophisticated. And, and once you do it, you kind of get it. But what, what other barriers do you think there are to this sort of mass adoption? Or, or, or maybe it's happening. Maybe I'm very very naive here, and maybe it's happening. But I'd love to get your take on what you think some of those barriers are because often it's the technology that gets blamed. Yeah, I think I think the real the. the, the the fact of the matter is that people buy experiences, they don't, don't buy technology. And I think quite often the jargon of technology can get in the way of people using it. Look at like Snapchat's success of using augmented reality. Did they ever call it augmented reality? No. And that was part of their success because mm. people didn't know they were using this new technology. Um, I think web AR and, and the, the, the quality of web AR is, is, is increasing dramatically and that will become a very seamless experience. Um, you know, we're, we're partnered with Eighth Wall, who are the world's leaders in, in, in web AR. We're integrating into our editorial channels, into our ad channels and so on. And, and you know, it's, it's that type of experience that we'll see it just become part of the everyday. Um, again, I think, you know, think about AR as a second screen experience as well. If you're listening mm. to a podcast and you can view what you're listening to and elements yeah. of it in AR, that's, 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 a, that's a nice experience. It's, there's a reason to do it. And often with technology, there's, you know, people think about, the technology first, not what the user experience is. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's this kind of whole VR obsession at the moment where devs are obsessed with recreating the physical world in a virtual environment. You right. know, we don't go to conference rooms because they're beautiful and creative. <laughs> they we go there because they're functional. So yeah. we can do it in a virtual world. Why on earth would you then just that's create really something as a, as, a, as a conference center? Um, but that's what seems to be happening. And I understand that they, you know, it can potentially be, you know, uh, somewhere that people understand the process when they go there. But I feel that, you know, we need to give the creatives, the, um, you know, partner them with the devs to be able to come up with these ideas rather than be led by the necessarily by the, the, the community. That's such a good point. And I wonder whether, I wonder whether it suffers from a bit of that, whatever's come before we just, you know, particularly with the internet, you know, we just, we just put like, print things on the internet we just put sort of pamphlets but digital pamphlets we didn't sort of read oh look you could do all this thing with, with this yeah. stuff with the internet this is what it's good at and you, you almost replicate what's gone before and that's the first stage and you kind of figure out oh, we don't just have to and i wonder what that sort of i love this idea of like really boring meeting rooms being created in vr because that's how people <laughs> want to do meetings it's incredible yeah it's it's interesting yeah, that you know, digital has been 2d really since yeah. its inception yeah, yeah. you know we're we are 3d animals and we have this ability to consume in 3d and yet we deliver an experience that's 2d a digital newspaper is not much different to a physical newspaper yeah. in, in how you consume it yeah um and you know we talk about with 5g and in, you know increased download speeds and increased um and throughput 
we are, we'll be moving from digital content to digital experiences and we'll be moving from 2D and move into 3D. Mm. And again, this is what the, the COVID-19 will, will, will change because if you think about, again, back to music, there's only so long that we can listen to a, you know, a millionaire um, musician playing their grand piano in a huge house as a video stream. And there's only so long that they can do that for free. Right? Yeah. We have to move yeah, yeah. To, into a realm where actually we're paying for these experiences. Uh, and, on, and I'm just coming back to, to 5G. It, 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 isn't just, um, uh, it isn't just this common perception that stuff, everything just becomes faster, which was the whole story. When we went to 4G, you know, yeah. lots of the comparisons t- tables were, I remember doing things like it, you know, you can download a song 60 seconds quicker. I mean, this is just a complete game changer, isn't it? And it's more about the, I guess it's more about that lack of delay or latency than it is, anything else but there's yeah. there's lots yeah download speed still absolutely at its heart um the also the amount of data that you can that you can transmit at any one time the number of connected devices you know we're not in a world at the moment where we've got many people but you think you know, up to a million connected devices in a square kilometer yeah. so a thousand times more um but also just the amount of data so we talked about you think about where we're going now with these kind of virtualized events as well you've got lots of companies our own company as itself are investing in things like volumetric capture. Um, there's companies like Canon and Intel who are essentially creating stadium-sized volumetric capture. So that is hundreds of cameras in a big circle that then capture just the depth and also the video of what's happening and then render that into a 3D environment game wow. engine. So you can then view that as if you're on the pitch alongside the players from any angle. So that will then help to create these fully immersive digital twins of the live event you know and this is again we were talking about that trend over the next few years and now i'm expecting that to start coming in over the next year or so because canon have got the capture time to delivery time down to about three seconds now for sporting events um so there will be huge changes there for that type of experience for everybody to be able to access that that's when you start to get to data transfer levels that are way above our current connection speeds you know you're talking into the the 5g territory there Uh, and uh, i guess the the other point which um which often gets missed which actually um um uh, nigel tierney was talking about engage with us last year is this idea that 5g is really this thing that's created for machines to talk to machines for the first time not necessarily for humans to interact with machines so you know i can't remember the example he used but something about you know if you've got a you know two drones that are basically going to drop out of the sky if there's more than a millisecond delay it's so so important that connection (laughs) speed is really really quick you get into the whole realm of you know cars that can talk to car parks and the rest of it but i guess that's a subtle difference as well it's not just about our experience with whatever we're using the connected fridge our smartphone it's the ability for these things to all, all talk to one another which is I guess why the delay thing is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, yeah, that the reliability and the latency becomes very important because as soon as they become, as soon as they can react faster than the human eye, all of a sudden it, 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 it makes more sense for that to be in control of your car, for example. But I think, that, you know, we need to be mindful that of this kind of the obsession of 5G that, A, we don't wait for it to come uh, fully because it's, I mean, it's already here in some, some respects, but to be fully rolled out because we'll miss the boat. And B, it's not necessarily just about the 5G technology. It's about what it enables. Most of the technology that 4G enabled already existed. It just didn't yeah, perform yeah, yeah. very well because the connectivity wasn't there. The same will happen with, with 5G. All of this technology exists now. It's just will be supercharged by 5G when it's yeah. when it 
when it when it really truly is 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 here over the next the next year two years um other things that are exciting that you've seen i mean you've given us a bunch of examples but is there anything else that you're looking at um stuff that right studio might have done uh anything else i mean you talked about music talked about fashion shows Uh, you, you sort of think there was um i remember seeing at a conference a couple of years ago this idea that um, you know, a holiday company could could transport you to an amazing beach in Antigua and you know make you feel the temperature and smell the smells and all the and all the rest of it. I'm sort of thinking about industries at the moment which may be finding it very hard to, uh, particularly holidays. But I, I wonder if there's anything else that you've seen that's impressed you particularly. Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting one. I think I think really the the, the stuff that's going to that's shifting at the moment is certainly in our industry is the virtual production. So mm. being able to virtually create in a game engine in, in, in the cloud to you know, our Riot team in LA have just created a really, really nice short form piece. There's two robots on the deserted underground in, uh, in, in New York. And it's like a really beautiful film. And all of it was done remotely. Wow. I think remote production will, will, will completely transform the, the entertainment industry. And that will in turn deliver really really immersive experiences in sports in movies in film uh in music um so that's really exciting for me um yeah i don't know travel for me i mean nothing's ever really going to be the real thing for travel but i think there will be i think escapism will come in different forms escapism at the moment is in the form of this kind of metaverse or this multiverse experience where you're going and you're engaging socially with people um, and I know I, you know, I joke about recreating the, um, the, the physical world perfectly <laughs> in a digital world. Yeah. But actually, I, there, was, there was a really nice book launch by, by an author called Matt Ruff the other day, and it was in a uh, VR uh, cinema. But actually, and it, he sort of, oh, they've just done a cinema. Right. But actually, when you heard him chatting with his fans and they'd forgotten that they were in VR and actually they were chatting and they were really thrilled to meet him. And it was a really nice experience for everybody, even those who were new to it. Um, So, you know, you're getting some really fun output. Serena and Venus Williams have been involved in the tennis tournament in Mario tennis recently with various (laughs) models and actors. Um, And, you know, you've seen F1 drivers suddenly flocking to sports. And the change there is that, you know, whereas previously, yes, it was a big sport, but it's you know the highlights are now and it's live on Sky Sports yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and um, so there's there's this fundamental shift between you know, an understanding that actually just because it's you know, a gaming environment or built in a game engine that it's only for gamers, whereas actually yeah. everybody can benefit from that experience and and, and that will continue. Um, uh, we always finish with two questions for all of our guests, Sam. The first is, um, can you describe the view for us from where you're sitting? right now yeah i've got okay i'm looking out my window i can see some, i can see the sainsbury's delivery lorry some trees i can see clissold park in uh north london by stoke newington which is that's not bad godsend at the moment yeah that's a nice view uh, and second question um we seem to be a nation probably anyway obsessed with quizzes even more so now that we can do them on hangouts and zoom and teams um best quiz you've been involved with since lockdown started so um, our friends do a we do a Zoom quiz every Saturday night. Right. Somebody whoever wins it hosts it. Um, um, last one was all about crimes and criminals. Oh, um, the whole quiz is themed. 
yeah, the whole quiz was right, themed nice. around criminals and famous criminals. <laughs> can't really give too many details of what it meant. The other thing is everybody has to create uh, a vid- piece of video content to brief every week as well. Nice. So, so this I'm is very that. sophisticated. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and how are you staying well, up? You've got a you've got a young son as well. So is the is the quiz a welcomed connection with the rest of reality? It is. Yeah. Although one of us is normally running into the bedroom just <laughs> coming out, going, "You didn't get the answer right. I knew the answer to that." <laughs> um, thank you very very much for giving us twenty minutes or so today. I mean, some of the stuff you're working on sounds amazing, and I love this point that. You know, these were things that were out there anyway. They've just come into much sharper focus given given where we're at at the moment. But thank you so much for giving us the time, Sam. Thank you. The IAB UK podcast. Sam Field from Riot there. This idea of every physical event having a digital twin, I loved. And I wonder, well, very likely that could be a, a sort of a hygiene factor for whenever we might come out of the other, uh, other end of this. And uh, something else he said, which I loved, was uh, the jargon of technology often is the thing that gets in the way of people using it. Maybe not the technology itself, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, That's it for today, but we'll be back later this week with another episode just before we change gears into some incredible Stay Engaged audio sessions which is, of course, this year's version of our Engage conference. If you want to listen to more episodes like this one, or you want to look at everything else that we're doing to support IAB members right now, go to iabuk.com forward slash connected and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for IAB UK. Stay safe and thanks for listening. IAB UK, building a sustainable future for digital advertising.